BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. DGENs, spring is almost here. It means you need to bust out the cargo shorts and emerge from your winter hibernation. But before you do that, make sure your balls are ready for action. Do that by using all the fine products over at Manscaped.com. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped obsesses over their technological developments to provide you the best tools for grooming experience. Trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, and we can get their gear in your hands with 20% off plus free shipping with the code ABSOLUTEDEGEN. Your balls will thank you. Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday after The Daily Show, which can only mean one thing. We're talking UFC with James and Mason. What's going on, James? I'm doing all good over here, mate. How about yourself? Can't complain. Can't complain at all. Mason, how about Makes you? change. Oh, yeah. How are you holding up, Mason? I'm doing all good, brother, especially after the weekend's card we've just had. Uh, yeah, I lost a little money on last week's card, but I walked away not even giving a shit. It was so exciting. Indeed it was. Oh, man. J- James, what were your thoughts on it? Packed house. The crowd was mm. rowdy. It was some fun fights. It was a perfect card, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 100%. I think it will go down as probably one of the most historic events in the history of the sport. And, you know, with regards to the atmosphere, uh, it's just so good to have the, the full capacity back. And usually with with myself, I'm one of the first people to criticize the American fan base. You know, I, I just feel like the European fan base in a live arena you can't beat it but I, I will hold my hand up and say look that the American fan base for the UFC 261 for um, Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal was just out of this world and it just sort of gave me sheer goosebumps e- even from the first fight and like from the first fight to the, the final fight of the night it had you on you know had you standing and applauding every single fight and what made it extra special was having the fans in a, in attendance. So I thoroughly enjoyed the card. Yeah. Can't have any complaints. It did. It had you cheering. It also had you like, Oh my God, reaching for your barf bag, Mason. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know what I'm uh, talking about. Man, that, that was, that was tough to watch that one, especially with it being Chris Weidman, which is a lovable guy in the sport as it was. But a, apart from that, I, I don't think there's much you can complain about from, Last weekend's event, obviously, we've seen Fugros get the title back, which was good to see. And that knockout from Kamara Usman against Jorge Masvidal, I don't think many people would have predicted that. No, no, especially... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially Masvidal. <laughs> yeah, no, Christ, no. Did you see him like five seconds before? He was sort of giving it and laughing. Yeah, yeah. Boom, 10 seconds later, lights out. Oh, man. So, Rose, let's talk, let's talk about that for just a second. That was a legit mm-hmm. knockout, right? I know uh, no, the other fighter was protesting. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, she was out yeah, cold, so. wasn't she? Oh, oh, she's yeah. out like a light, honestly. I, I don't get why she complained about the stoppage, but I think, you know, if you get hit that hard and you're out that cold, you know, you tend to sort of suffer from that delusion because you just don't know where you are and the heat, and it's just the sort of heat of the moment that gets the better of you. And yeah, it was a legitimate stoppage. I mean, I think it was Keith Peterson who was refereeing the fight. Literally could have stopped it after the head kick, you know, and yeah. Rosanam Yunus threw a couple of hammer fists afterwards. You know, it could have been stopped as soon as she hit the deck from the head kick. But he let it go. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was a bit skeptical of the um, the Chris Weidman leg break. I mean, it's it all a bit of a coincidence, really. You know, uh, Uriah Hall after the Anderson Silva fight. You know, who's to say that Anderson Silva said to Uriah Hall after about, you know, get one over Chris Weidman. Let's let's do what he did to me. Try and break his leg. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh man! All right. <laughs> The hell of a card. It's it's going to be mm. tough to follow up, but we'll see. We'll see what we can find here on this one, mm. James. Let's let's get to it. Let's get to work. Um, t- to be honest, when you look at the main card of this weekend, it's the majority of the fights have got all the ingredients to be a, a sensational bout, and uh, I'm thoroughly looking forward to the main event between uh, Dominic Reyes and uh, Yuri Pahachka. Not only is Dominic Reyes coming off of the consecutive defeats, but he's come off of his first stoppage loss of his career as well by getting knocked out by the current champion, Jan Blachowicz. And on the other side, you've got Yuri Pataczka, who is just a sheer knockout artist. And we haven't really seen much of him. He's only fought once in the UFC, but at, he's around like 28 years, of old, uh, 28 years of age. He's just so experienced in the game. Uh, but you look at the recent times, you've really got to feel for Dominic Reyes because... We saw him last time out against Shamblovich where he got knocked out. And the fight before that, he lost to uh, John Jones by unanimous decision. But there was people that night thinking that Dominic Reyes could have be easily bitten or gotten the edge on the scorecards against John Jones. And to now be on a two-fight skid, losing skid, it's, it's painful to see. So I think he's got to really pick himself up. And it depends where he's at because mentally and physically and athletically he's just such a, a great fighter Dominic Reyes he, you know he, he truly belongs in the light heavyweight division he's a true star because he's a real passion in the gym and I thoroughly enjoy watching Dominic Reyes but the last two fights were hard to watch and he's just on another level on his day he's just a, a great southpaw he averages about four to five significant strikes per minute he does tend to absorb a few and when you see Dominic Reyes fight, you know, he tends to fall into the habit where he will back up, circle to his right, and when his opponent moves towards him, that's when he'll sort of land and, and, and explode those powerful left straights. And even if his opponent doesn't sort of rush in and falls for the trap, Dominic Reyes will tend to sort of chip away with those leg kicks at long distance. So he's just so versatile in his striking aspect. Um, it, it may be a sort of one-dimensional approach, but it's just so effective when he lands and it's gotten gotten him to the top of the light heavyweight table in recent years. So if it, does, if it ain't broke, then don't fix it. And he struggles to process when his counterparts throw combinations. And many times when he throws punches, he tends to sort of lift his chin, leaving him very vulnerable to those counters. And when you've got Yuri Pitachko, on the other hand, I mean, you don't want to be messing around with Yuri because, like I said, I know he's still relatively unknown with this just sort of being his second UFC bout. 
he's just on a tear right now and I thoroughly enjoy watching him he's got a long lead jab and he's just very good with his footwork and he, he tends to sort of fire and explode the second his opponent moves towards him he's got a bit of a cocky style but that's why people enjoy him you know he tends to mock his opponent's power and with his hands down just sort of engages with them but obviously again when you sort of get cocky in the ring this approach can be dangerous because with Yuri tends to absorb a lot of damage and you don't want to be absorbing Dominic Reyes' shots because he will put you away but he's got a good chin Yuri and like I said he's very creative with his striking always fainting and doing things with his arms before he actually throws and everything just seems to come off with his jab which will then follow the heavy combinations and the knockout blows so I'm really looking forward to this one and like I said it'll be interesting to see how Dominic Reyes approaches this fight. What's his mental state like? And with Yuri, this is his second UFC bout. And potentially, if he wins this one, he could get the next title shot because Glover Teixeira is fighting Jan Blavich in September. And I'm sure Yuri's willing to wait until early next year for the title shot. So if he can get a spectacular win here, maybe we'll be looking at the title contention. So I'm probably going to go for a year per Hatchka via Tekaman TKO. Mason, what about you? I'm... I'm- I'm intrigued about this fight because I think it could go one or two ways. We could see the Dominic Reyes that has shown up before this two-fight skid that he's on, where he knocked out the guys like Chris Weidman, or we could see the Dominic Reyes that we've seen against Jan Blachowicz. And if we see the one against Jan Blachowicz, I think Yuri Prochacki is going to have a very good chance on this. And I've, I've said before on a couple of shows that with the light heavyweight division at the minute, it's a bit of a strange situation because obviously you've got Jan and Glover fighting in September for the title. The winner of this is going to be in contention, but you've also got Alexander Rakic. So I so I believe the best way for the light heavyweight division at the minute is the winner of this bout faces Rakic on the undercard of Jan and Glover and then the winner of each fight fights each other for the title. But this, like I say with this fight, I'm intrigued just because I don't know which Dominic Reyes we are going to see. But if we see the Yuri Prochacka that we've seen against Volkan Uzdemir in Yuri's UFC debut, I think Yuri's going to run away with it. I just think he's, he's striking and his power is just it, it too, it's too good to handle, I think. And I think Dominic Reyes is going to struggle with Yuri's power and and how, how he's going to be in the cage. And for that reason, I think, I'm going to say a fourth round TKO for Yuri Prochacka. Mm, okay, gotcha. And... I don't like this one so much. It's, this is really close to call. Uh, let's look here. Uh, Reyes is my, plus 113. Yuri is minus 130. So it's a pretty close fight in UFC. Uh, I think you guys are probably right. I think Yuri does do, uh, you know, finishes the fight early. I, I would lean that way. Maybe I take a piece of Dominic having, you know, a miracle shot. It's maybe bet two finishes on both sides. I think that's more likely than we go to, to uh, the judges' scorecards. Indeed. All right. And I did, uh, to James's point earlier, we talked about the John Jones, Dominic Reyes decision. I looked and Ben Cartlidge had nothing to do with it. So we're, we're good to go. That's a surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on. Mason, what do you got up next? Um, next up, I've got Cub Swanson versus Giga Chikese in the co-main event. Obviously, as we know, Cub Swanson's a legend within the sport and he's just recently got back on the winning track, I believe, late last year, early this year. And it's good to see him on the winning streak again. I know it's only one win, but before before that, we 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 hadn't seen the best of 
Cub Swanson, because obviously he went on that 4-5, losing his skid, facing guys like Brian Ortega and Frankie Edgar, and they're just feeding him to the wolves when he was fighting guys like that. I think after his fight with Artem Lobov back in 2016, I believe, um, he's only won four out of his past six, I think. It's something along them lines with the numbers, and I think, think this is a case of, obviously, you've got a vet in Cub Swanson, then you've also got a newish guide to the sport within Giga Chikese. And I think it depends how Cub Swanson comes out, because if Cub Swanson comes out the way he fought his last fight, he could knock Giga out. And I, th- I think he could, but I don't know if he will. I- I'm always, nine times out of ten, I think I'll root for the fresher guy, the one with the one that's not been in the sport as long, not took as much damage. And I think I'm going to go for a Giga Chikadze win, but I think I'm going to go via decision, but I would not be surprised if Cub Swanson stops this fight. James, what about you? Again, with this current main event, it's got all the ingredients to be a fantastic belt. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one. You've got the the veteran in Cub Swanson versus the sort of rising contender in uh, Giga Chikadze. I think looking at this, Chikiga uh, is the moderate favourite going into this one. I think he's a, a big favourite from last time I saw. And as Mason alluded to earlier, when he was on that four-fight skid cup Swanson, he was fighting the top guys at uh, featherweight. So it was it was very unfair, and he needed those sort of he needed that step down an opponent against uh, Quan Gracie, where he won by decision, and then Daniel Pineda uh, a couple of, like four months ago. So he needed that to sort of boost his confidence. I think this is um, his 20th octagon walk in the UFC. So there was a lot on the line for him because if he beats Giga Chikati, he's sort of derailing that hype train. And then who knows, he may sort of get the top 15 contention, uh, contenders next. Uh, but with Cub Swanson, he's known for getting in a good brawl, standing his ground when his opponent moves in on him. And then he'll tend to sort of fire that one to immediately. He does sort of struggle setting up his entries into the pocket. He sort of typically tends to sort of lunge in and throw like, risky combinations that could be countered. And Giga Chikati is a good counter striker. Um, again, he's got all the ingredients to be a potential star in the featherweight division, uh, Giga Chikati. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. He's got outstanding leg kicks and he tends to throw them as often and in various locations, like sort of the legs, the body and the head. And he will tend to follow that up with the powerful straight punches when his opponent tends to engage with him after absorbing plenty of kicks. So uh, when you look at Giga Chikadze at times, he can be a little bit too patient in more of a point style fight, which with these judges is a dangerous game to play because when it goes to the judges' scorecards, you genuinely cannot trust them. But I, in this fight, I'm probably going to back uh, Chikati on this one just because of his sheer presence. I'm a big fan of his. And if he can sort of outpoint Cub Swanson convincingly, then obviously, yeah, he's going to get the decision victory. So I'm going to go for Chikati by decision. Oh, I like where you guys are at. I agree. I think it probably is a decision win here. So, yeah, three for three. I think this one is going to go to the judges' scorecards. And unless, uh, you know, a certain judges there. I think uh, Giga walks away with a decision win. Hey, DJs, I need to tell you about mybookie.ag. They are the industry's best online sportsbook and casino, and boy, do they have a deal for you. Sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN, and the fine folks at mybookie will match you dollar for dollar up to 1,000 smackaroos. That is extra money you can bet on NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and of course, Major League Baseball, because baseball is back in full swing. And we want you all to hit a grand slam by betting, winning, and getting paid with my bookie. Guess who's back? 
back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. James, what's up next for you? Uh, next up, I believe I've got Sean Strickland versus Christoph uh, Yocto, and this, this is going to be a a sensational bout. I think two men are both on a three-fight winning streak. Uh, again, they're just going to sort of want to get that win under their belt to sort of boost into the top 10 at middleweight. And both men are sort of clinical finishers in this one. When you look at uh, Sean Strickland, he's a, he's a very well-rounded fighter. He's notably using, uh, using his crisp, accurate jab to set up the more powerful, explosive straight rights. And again, he can he's a very accomplished on the mat, and, but he tends to prefer standing. He rarely uh, winds up for a punch, just sort of constantly going down the middle with those straight, accurate punches that eventually will wear his opponent down. And then you look at Christoph on the other hand, he's had a nice start to his UFC career. I think in his seven bouts under the UFC banner, he's six and one. He went on a five streak winning, uh, he went on a five fight winning streak overall before taking some tough competitions. And again, at times he can be a bit of a, a decision machine, uh, Christoph. But you look at his last fight against Eric Anders, won by decision. And then again, Marc Andre Barriot, uh, won by decision. And then again, his last fight before that was Alan Amedovsky, again, by decision. So I think he's got to be very careful. It doesn't that he avoids those hard straights from Sean Strickland because if he does get connected, he will probably get knocked out. So. 
I think going into this one, I'm probably going to lean towards Sean Strickland on this one because, as I alluded to earlier, he's just so well-rounded. And I don't think he has any answers for... I don't think Christoph will have any answers for Sean Strickland's problems because, as I said there, wherever the fight goes, he can literally hold his own. And with Christoph, essentially he's more of a, like a point fighter, sort of lacking real power as he just sort of tends to maintain his distance, lands a straight strike, now and then and then we'll retreat and then go again so that being said I'm probably going to lean towards Sean Strickland this one because he is on an absolute tear right now two of his last three wins have come by a form of knockout and again he's just so entertaining to watch so I'm probably going to go for Sean Strickland via second round TKO Ooh, ballsy I like it Mason I I agree with James on this one I think Sean Strickland's going to get the win because obviously as we know he went on that two two year run where he wasn't able to fight and then he came back with the dominant decision win over the Welshman in Jack Marshman. And then in November, December time, I believe, last year, he fought Brendan Allen and got the TKO finish in the second. So like James alluded to, he's on a three-fight win streak and two two of those wins were by a TKO. So I, th- I, th- I think Sean will get the win. I don't think Christoph's going to be able to handle Sean Strickland's striking. I think he's going to be too powerful for him, to be honest with you. And I'll just keep it short. I think Sean Strickland will stop him via TKO in the Argo third round. Mm, okay. I'm surprised. I, I really see this one going to the judges' scorecards. <laughs> Maybe I'm way off. I don't know that the TKO is going to happen. I think Kristoff is just going to you know, be able to cover up most of the time and, and make the fight go to the judges' scorecards. So I like to bet Sean Strickland minus 270. I don't really don't think that's too much. But if you have to, I say bet decision. These two guys say TKO. So we'll see. We'll see who's right. Mason, uh, what do you got next? Well, the last one for myself, I've got Ion Kutalaba versus Dustin Jacoby. And to be honest with you, apart from the main event, I think this is the one that I'm most looking forward to just because you got two guys, very powerful, light to strike. And with Kutalaba, we've seen last year, obviously, he had the two fights with Magomed and Kalayev and he lost both. One of them was controversial. The other one couldn't have been controversial um, as, as he got knocked out. But Dustin Jacoby, I believe last year was the year when he came through on the Contender Series after, I'm sure he was in the UFC before that, a long while ago. I think think I'm thinking of the right guy. Um, but both, both guys got good strikers. I believe Jacoby's a kickboxer and I think this is going to be a striking battle just because I don't think either guys want to go going to go to the floor. I just think they're going to strike it out. And I don't I don't see this one going the distance at all. I think if one of them lands, it's, it's going to it's going to be nights out for the other one. And I, I believe Ion Kutalaba is going to be get, getting the win on this one, I think. But I wouldn't be surprised if Dustin pulls it out. It's whoever lands first, I believe. And I just think it's going to be Ion Kutalaba just because he's on the this two fight skid and I think he's going to want to get in that win category again more than ever. So I'm going to say Ion Kutalaba via second round TKO. Hmm. James, you on board? Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Um, probably. Uh, did you say second round TKO? Yes. Mason? Yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to go for a first round TKO. Ooh. I think with the Kutalaba, okay, I'll probably just keep it short. He's, very explosive. He tends to put on a, a cracking performance with fans. He's a true entertainer. Obviously, he is coming off that defeat to uh, Magomed and Kalaya, but 
there's no shame in losing to Magomed and Clive. He's he's destined for the for the big fight soon. On you look at some of his losses, obviously to Magomed and Clive, and then before that uh, to Glover Teixeira. So he's fought some tough guys recently, but I feel like he can get back on the winning streak here with a, a nice first round TKO to sort of prove to Dana White and the UFC that he is capable for fighting in the top 15 at light heavyweight. So, yeah, in Kutlaba via second, uh, first round TKO. I like it. You guys are picking TKO. You, you're, you're calling for an action-filled card, that's for sure. Not many decisions so far. <laughs> uh, you know, I I wasn't on this fight, but I do like where you guys you're at. A lot of books, let's see here, opened up, um, yeah, opened up Dustin as the favorite. Quite a few of them, the opening, yeah, I'm looking at this now. Dustin was the favorite, and when the money got a hold of it, they flip-flopped it and made Ion the favorite. So, I like where you're at. I wasn't really on this one. I'll lean him. I'll lean Ion, Eon here, but uh, I'm not going to bet it. James, you got any other fights you want to talk about? Uh, the next fight I've got is Mabdivashvili versus Cody Stamen. Uh, with Divashvili, he sort of had a rough start to his UFC career. I think he lost five bad split decisions debut, then followed that up with a submission uh, defeat against Ricky Simone. But ever since then, he's just been on an absolute tear. He's literally dominant uh, on the mat, and wherever the fight goes, he is pretty confident in holding his own there. I think if he wins against Cody Stamen, he's probably destined for a top 10 opponent next because he's been fighting the sort of low level opponents as of right now, personally, for my, in my personal opinion, I think he is better uh, than the UFC have made him out to be in recent times. I know he's coming off of that win to John Dodson. Again, John Dodson on his day a while ago was a tough fighter, but before that he had Gustavo Lopez by decision, Casey Kenny tough fighter I guess and then you've got Brad Katona and Terry and so I think if he gets a win against Cody Stamen in this one he's probably destined for the, the bigger blokes at Bantamweight and you look at Cody Stamen it's been a bit of a, a, a you know a sort of stop start in recent times he's coming off of that loss to Jimmy Rivera before that he won against Brian Kelleher uh, via a unanimous decision then a split draw to Yudong, uh, Song Yudong and it's just been all sort of stop-start for Cody Stamen. He's got the experience, and that's probably the only thing he has over Merab Diveshvili. And again, like Merab, Cody is probably first and foremost a grappler. He tends to average three or so takedowns per 15 minutes, whereas you've got Diveshvili tends to land, I believe it's like 7.71 takedowns per 15 minutes, which is a crazy stat. And it's just going to be a case of who's probably got the better advantage on the mat. I know Stamen is active on his feet, but he just doesn't have that crazy output. So he'll tend to sort of stick to that jab and looking for the opponent to either counter or go for the takedown. So in this fight, it's probably going to be a case of who's wrestling and whose ground game is better. And I think Divish really trumps that in a, in a big way. So I'm going to go for a Divish really via decision. Mason? I, I agree with James on this one. I think Merab's going to get it done via decision. I think his ground game's going to be too strong. And like James alluded to, the takedown take rates for each guy per 15 minutes. And Merab's is just out of the water. Seven point something per 15 minutes is absolutely insane as, as an average. And for, yeah, I agree with James. But I'm going to, you know what, I'll bet it. I'll, I'll bet for a Merab decision. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I think Marab's going to win, even at minus 250 thereabouts. I don't think that's too much. You could probably bet that and still comfortably you know, feel comfortable in your in your bet. But I, I agree with you guys. I think it probably goes to the uh, decision, looking at the stats here. So I'm going to bet uh, Marab wins by decision as well. 
So Mason, you're all tapped out. James, did you have any other fights you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, good? Good. Yeah, I'm okay. All, right. all right. I got a couple I wanted to look at and you guys can, you're, you might like one. I think you're going to hate two. Mm. All right. <laughs> Pollyanna versus Luana Carolina. Uh, Pollyanna's minus 253 right around there. Yeah. Mm. I think she's going to win. I think she's going to absolutely dominate. So I want a piece of her to win. Probably decision. James, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm in total agreement. I know with uh, Botello, she's probably fought the high level caliber. I know uh, Luana's six and two, whereas you've obviously got Pollyanna who's eight and three. But you look at uh, Pollyanna in last fight, she's one and two in the last fight, few fights. Uh, the win was coming against Lauren Muller by decision. But then you look at Julian Robertson, her last fight, lost by a comfortable decision. And then to Cynthia Calvillo. So there's no shame in losing to those two opponents. I think when she fought Julian Robertson, she was coming off of the two-year layoff. So she probably needed that opt-in time. And now it is the perfect opportunity to get back on the win streak. And I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm leaning towards probably on in this one, to be honest, by decision as well. So, Did you want to no, th- th- throw a bet on that or no? Just, just a yeah, lean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I would. Okay. You know, I think I think I'm, I'm gonna just go against you two just because you are in agreement for once. So I'm gonna go for Luana via decision. Okay. But in all seriousness, and I'll I'll lean that way. But in all seriousness, I do agree with you guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you just wanted to be a, contra- a slight, slight, slight contrarian. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next, I want to look at Kai Kamaka versus TJ Brown. Uh, it looks to me, TJ Brown's plus 128. I think there's some value there. I think he's got enough of a sh- chance. And I think, you know, that payout's nice. And plus 128, we're not getting rich here, but I think there's enough value there. I want to take a piece of TJ Brown to win the fight. Period. Win. <sighs> this is a tough one, obviously. TJ Brown does have the experience. He's coming off those two losses to Danny Chavez and Jordan Griffin. Where you got Kai Kamaka before the fight with uh, Jonathan Pierce, I think many people were just excited by his sheer presence and just the way he sort of tends to approach his fights. And many people, like I said, were a fan uh, before the knockout defeat to Jonathan Pierce. So I'm, I know he's a small bloke in the featherweight division, but I'm probably going to lean towards Kai Kamaka on this one by decision. But yeah, this, yeah, I'm probably going to bet that I won't lean it. Oh, you're going to bet it? I love it. We're good. <laughs> head to head. Mason. You're the decider. I'd uh, well, I don't want to make his ego any bigger, but I'd agree with James. Ah. Um, I, I'd bet Kai Kamaka for a for, for a close decision. Close decision. Okay. Okay. Look at you ganging up on me. I knew it. I knew it. You put a plus <laughs> line in front of a fighter. You guys shrivel up. All right. One more. <laughs> Luke Sanders and Felipe Colares. I think Felipe's got enough value here, plus 120 to keep it. I think he's going to keep it close. I think he's got a real shot. So I'm just going to bet Felipe to win the fight, plus 120. I, I, I genuinely, I, I'm so torn in this one. I think going into this one, I think this is only put on the card recently, I believe, at the yeah. top of my head. Um, obviously, they're both natural bantamweights. They're moving up to uh, featherweight for this one as a catchweight. So obviously, it's too little time to, to cut even an extra 15 pounds. Obviously, Luke Sanders does have the, the more experience going into this one. He's coming off of that uh, rear naked choke defeat to Nate Manas. And again, 
Felipe is also coming off of a loss to Montel Jackson. That was over a year ago. I'm probably going to lean towards Luke Sanders on this one, but decision I, yeah i really am i can't i'll see put you down for a bet i'll put you down for yeah. a bet here james I, I'll, I'll bet that i wouldn't lean that way i'll bet that I'll way bet that way yeah <laughs> yeah mason go ahead there's there's a negative line there it's catnip just um i'm i, I don't know with this one i'm i'm really torn i think it is going to be really close so i fi- it's not 50 50 but it, in my eyes i think it's as close as it can be uh, so I, I i'll go luke I'll go Luke Sanders via decision. You want to bet that one too? Why not? Oh, there you go. Two fights where you guys both win against me. I love it. I love it. We'll, <laughs> we'll find out next week who was right and who was wrong. Indeed. All right. So sports sesh. It's the two of you. Mason, you're doing all kinds of shit now. Indeed. I've been at um, the PFL press conference this week and, I've all, and I'm still over it. OT Heroics. And like you said, Arch, we're still over it. The sports sesh podcast as well. Mason? awesome man you're really branching out there look at that you, you touch arch and you become famous that that's how awesome it is <laughs> james what do you got going on other than uni work literally nothing, nothing. much mate yeah. i've just been so busy with work i haven't had time to, to sort of branch myself out and sort of boost my profile but i think as soon as all my deadlines are done i said i'm gonna be out there pouncing on opportunities left right and center so but you're still out there tweeting yeah. you're, you're you're tweeting a lot about the fights and and i saw you tweeting during the fights <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes i'll do that i think now i might start to bring that back so i just enjoy you know tweeting giving my sort of opinions round to round so i, I might bring that back but you know <laughs> when the main card and the main events at like what four or five a.m. It's just such an effort to to tweet during the fight, and I'll tend to watch the bout and then fall immediately asleep. So <laughs> I'll try and start tweeting again, but it's just too much effort. All right, links <laughs> links to the boys in the description for the podcast. So yeah, you check them out. Other than that, get the hell out of here. Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc